The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. And moms had their biggest day this past Sunday. It was Mother's Day. And I found a little nugget that I thought was pretty interesting from Insure.com. And really taking a look at mom's replaceable value. If you had to replace your mom, how much would her cost be? Well, according to Insure.com, they looked at various tasks like nursing, taking care of children, and cooking. Guess what? It'll cost you $61,436 a year. The single biggest replacement, of course, is as child care worker. At 40 hours a week for 52 weeks at $9.95 an hour, it makes up more than $20,000 of that $61,000 plus amount of money that it would take to replace mom. But we all know that mom is not replaceable, right? And hopefully you lavish some love on your mom this past weekend. A new survey from the Mom Complex, a marketing to mothers division of the Martin Agency, reports that 30% of moms say they typically get honored for no more than, get this, 5 to 10 minutes on Mother's Day. 5 to 10 minutes. I thought that was crazy. In fact, 40% say... Their husband and children come first on Mother's Day, and 12% even say they don't even make the list. Oh, and guess what? According to the Martin Agency, they hate their gifts. What moms really want, the survey found out, is time off from housework and a homemade gift or card. 42% want it, but only 28% get it. That's sad. It's really sad. But the National Retail Federation says that... You know what? We will get, they did get money. They did get some gifts. Um, as up to $140 is what was spent on gifts for Mother's Day. So hope, hopefully, Mom, you got more than five to 10 minutes this past Sunday. Hopefully, you got that homemade card and you got lots of love as well. Well, our purse profile today is the environmentally conscious woman. She's in her early 20s, early 30s, having a moderate income of around 54000 a year. Very environmentally conscious, buying organic. Uh, food and um, clothing, supporting green causes and companies. Uh, there's about 3.5 million of these women out there, median age of 34, college grads, single, employed, part-time, no kids. They do uh, see themselves as in very environmentally responsible. They recycle. They never buy cosmetics tested on animals. 
and they would pay more for envir- environmentally friendly products. They're very concerned about social issues as well, including pollution and crime and equality, social initiatives as well. They're intellectually curious, uh, willing to make a statement, even if it upsets people, they say. They like to do unconventional things and stand out in a crowd. They consider themselves incredibly ambitious. Uh, what are they buying? Well, where they're buying is Banana Republic, Burlington, Williams Sonoma, IKEA, Patagonia, LL Bean, and Trader Joe's. They're driving Volkswagen, Scion, Volvo, and Saturns. Um, household products, they're um, buying fair trade products. They're shopping at Whole Foods. Um, Avino, Aveda are also things that they purchase as well as method products. Uh, when it comes to media, they're looking at a lot of different kinds of media, informative as well as entertainment. The um, Economist, New Yorker, W, Glamour, L, Real Simple, Self are all top publications that they read when it comes to watching television um, on cable, Discovery Channel, Bravo, BBC, MTV, Oxygen Network, and TBS. And they're online at MySpace, Netflix, Amazon, Expedia, uh, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today. Well, my guest today certainly knows a lot about professional women and women and girls in local communities throughout the world and here in the United States. Lee Wentz is the executive director of Soar Optimist. It's an international volunteer organization for business and professional women who work to improve the lives of women and girls in local communities and globally. Clubs undertake a number of different projects to confront economic and social realities facing women, some of the ones I just mentioned just a few minutes ago. Uh, Projects include a full array of providing education and job skills training, confronting domestic violence in the workplace, and helping women in the wake of natural and man-made disasters. You can see that Lee is a very busy woman. I'm thrilled today that she took some time out to speak to me about Soroptimist. Looking forward to speaking to her right after the break when Purse Strings returns. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Oh, this is intolerable. Guys, just catch the catch, catch them. Just, just land your helicopter and use your feet or something. Webcology. 
I swear there's a helicopter hovering like or just circling around the neighborhood I'm in for no apparent reason. Catch him already, fellas. Catch him. Do something useful. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Understanding that the like button is actually going to provide a signal. My goodness, why whenever I have something to say, do the police have to fly their helicopter right over my head? It's so unfair. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Two, one, boost to ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm thrilled today to have Lee Wentz joining me. She's the executive director of Soar Optimist, an international volunteer organization for business and professional women working to improve the lives of women and girls right in their own communities and throughout the world. Lee, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Maria. Well, tell us a little bit, if you would, about Soar Optimist International of the Americas. Give us your 30-second elevator speech. (laughs) Well, since it's kind of a strange name, uh, as you can imagine, I do often have to uh, do that 30-second elevator speech. (laughs) Um, Basically, the the word Soar Optimist means soror and optima. They're two coined Latin words. It means the best for women. And that kind of describes what we're all about. We're an international organization of business and professional women, and our mission is to improve the lives of women and girls, and we do that through a variety of programs. We're probably most proud of our signature project, which is the Seroptimist Women's Opportunity Awards. And with that one, it's uh, right up the right up the alley of, of your listeners because we help women obtain the education and training that they need to improve their employment prospects and uh, hopefully put a little money in their purses <laughs> and help their help their families. We actually distribute about one and a half million dollars each year um, to several thousand women, and we would love to have people hear some of those individual stories just by uh, going onto our website, where we have some um, interesting uh, uh, tales and real life stories, if you will, of, of women whose lives have actually been improved through this program. And our website includes that funny spelling of our name, uh, S-O-R-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T dot O-R-G. And uh, we've got some pretty amazing stories on there. Oh, well, I encourage everyone to check it out. For sure, you will be inspired. And for those individuals who, you know, once they hear everything you have to say today, think that maybe Sir Optimist might be for them, can you talk a little bit about who can participate in your organization? Well, we are an organization uh, of women, about women, and for women. Um, so the the majority of our members are indeed business and professional women who are working to improve other women's lives. 
but we're um, we have been traditionally since 1921 a club-based organization. So sometimes people will go online and want to become involved, but can't find a club in their their particular community, uh, which you can look on our website to find that. But we um, have some new opportunities for some uh, engagement by interested men and women who'd like to work on our projects. And uh, they can find another way to affiliate with us, or we'd be happy to have them in a local club. Well, that's awesome. Well, and I think for people, you know, a lot of people have a heart for exactly what you do. And uh, they're looking for just the, the right organization to commit to, and, and clearly yours is one that has stood the test of time. Um, I you know, think you, what's really, you do provide really unique a, about ahead. us is we are international in scope, but we um, the, the local clubs and people in local communities can determine what the greatest needs are for, for women and the challenges in their own community. Yeah, exactly. So listeners out there, you have the ability to really imprint your, your own community through this organization. You talked about thought leadership around the globe. That is true. If you could talk a little bit, though, about the top five challenges that you do think face women, both in the U.S., but also globally this year. I mean, we're already almost halfway through the year. It's hard to believe. But we know that it's been challenging for all Americans, especially the last few years. But what do you think is really the issues facing women? Well, I think uh, worldwide, as well as in the United States, our, one of our biggest challenges is a lack of opportunity. Women still have so many obstacles to reaching their full potential, and certainly getting an education is especially challenging for single mothers. And we seem to be through divorce and, and other uh, unfortunate things, and even by choice, we're certainly seeing a lot more um, single-headed household um, uh, women heading households now. And just being able to find a secure and well-paying job remains a challenge. Um, the, the, the second thing I think would be violence. And until women can reach their full potential and have peace in their lives, um, it's, it's hard to even think about trying to pursue living your own, your own dreams. The incidences of both domestic violence and sex trafficking, which are issues that we work on continue to put obstacles in the paths to women's success. I think the um, I think the third biggest obstacle would be what you talked about um, with at the opening of the program and that's the lack of value that's placed on caregiving. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no denying that women are still principally responsible for caregiving um, for these days both their children and aging parents. And this puts a real burden on women, whether they're working in the paid labor force or not. Um, We recognize that women are caregivers and that caregiving certainly has to be done by somebody. But um, that dollar value you talked about, about $60,000 a year, there's still no economic remuneration provided to anybody who's home giving caregiving. Um, despite programs that would provide opportunities for child care or even elderly care, those programs all seem to be built around getting women back into the paid labor force and how do you find a way to make it possible for women to provide the caregiving to their own families without taking the huge economic hit. I think most people think that it definitely takes two, two incomes these days to, to support a family. Oh, that's then, for sure, and it's amazing, isn't it, to see that the that 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 job, if you will, the the job of raising children is valued at sixty one. I mean, I I mean that's a lot of money. I would that's think more than would most be, women you know, make in a year more. <laughs> for paid jobs. 
Yeah, exactly. For pay jobs, forget the fact that she she does this for no pay. And then, of course, we're talking about women that could also be working out of the house as well. You know, so she's got a full time job, but then she's also the lead child rearer, if you will. Um, maybe she's a single mom. So she's really doing the job of of two people, and that doesn't seem to have changed dramatically over the last few years. And if they are not. working, <laughs> yeah, it's not actually. It's probably gotten worse. Um, yeah. Now you've tackled the gen- the gender wage gap. Those would be the the women who are working outside the home, uh, not just in the home, but outside the home. And we know that women have made huge advancements over the last few years, especially in the the ec- economic downturn. More and more women have become breadwinners, the main breadwinner for their family. Uh, you know, we talk about women on this program all the time. You know, we. We as a as a gender drive more than eighty percent of all purchases for the home. We're the majority of the population. You know, we graduate equal, if not larger, numbers of advanced degrees, um, and yet we still make less than our male uh, counterparts. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, um, since you have studied it in depth, and and talk if you would, if you think that there's going to be any change anytime soon. Well, things were looking pretty positive in the United States, at least, for legislative action to actually close that that pay gap. When Barack Obama took office, he quickly signed what's called the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Restoration Act. I know that's a um, a mouthful, but Lilly Ledbetter was uh, quite 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 active, and that's why the law is named for her. And this law would um, preserve the rights of victims of pay discrimination uh, to actually seek vindication uh, if it could be proven that they were indeed discriminated against based on gender. And that was a first great step, but unfortunately the vote in the Senate last November uh, to not allow debate on the Fair Paycheck Act actually set the whole cause back. The House had already passed that act in January of 2010, but um, it, it's, it's, it was supposed to update the years-old Equal Pay Act. It would close loopholes and it would strengthen incentives to prevent pay discrimination. But uh, neither one of these um, have been able to be successful, but they would certainly go a long way toward making sure that wage discrimination would not be tolerated in the U.S., I think there's it's a amazing, couple, isn't it? Yeah, I it's think there's a couple that... things that are holding that back. Um, the first is is the supposed effect that would have on employers, and with unemployment being what it has been lately, um, I think it makes uh, everybody in Congress a little nervous about putting caps on um, or removing caps on punitive and compensatory damages for women who may have been victims of pay discrimination. So there's a lot of there's a lot of fear about it. Well, and, you know, we're talking about the U.S. specifically, but I know across the world, we've, we've kind of seen a, a power shift in some countries with, with women making up large portions of, of uh, the country's leadership, if not leading the country. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the state of, of female earners worldwide? Well, unfortunately, the discrimination against women, just um, paycheck-wise, is universal. Uh, women do two-thirds of the world's work, yet they only earn one-tenth of the world's income and own less than one percent of the world's property. 
They're the poorest of the world's poor, with 70% of those living in abject poverty, which is defined by the United Nations as less than $1 a day, which we can't even fathom in this country. Um, 70% of them are actually women in that poor category. And they, women actually around the world now make up uh, 45% of the paid labor force. But they're still, they're still facing major obstacles of success in the workplace, including poor job quality, little job security, violence in the workplace itself, sexual harassment, glass ceilings, and, of course, the pay gap. Um, it's, things have actually worsened because of the recent economic crisis. The number of women worldwide out of work climbed to 22 million, which is larger than a lot of individual countries. So when you look at it across the globe, it, it's, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. Um, more men than women actually lost their jobs in this recent economic downturn, but this has left even more households dependent on a woman's salary that's typically around 80% less than what a man would be paid. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, got a, it's got a double effect on it, um, the whole unemployment and the economic recession. Yeah, your white paper actually talked about the variety of ways to calculate the wage gap. I thought that was really interesting. Why are there why are there so many ways to calculate it? Well, the part of the problem is when you're looking at it across the board, not all countries collect the data, um, so that what's available varies greatly. And um, people who don't believe there is a wage gap um, try to um, make allowances for the types of work that women women are doing and whatnot. But um, we are getting more concrete data, and there is a reported gender pay gap more in the developing countries, which did not collect the data before. So comparably, the accessibility of data in other regions is difficult to do, like in Africa, where a great many of those people who are living, or many of those women who are living on less than a dollar a day do live. So it's it's also similar with uh, parts of Asia. There's very little information on earnings by gender for Central Asian countries. It's still legal, for instance, to advertise for jobs um, based on gender. And mm. so that whole gender pay gap um, becomes very distorted um, due to the small proportion of women who are actually in the formal economy, the working economy. Crazy. Well, when we come back, we want to talk a little bit about the implications of the wage gap and maybe some companies that are seeking to actually rectify the, the inequity that we're seeing. More from Lee Wentz when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Lee Wentz, Executive Director of Soar Optimus. It's an international volunteer organization working to improve the lives of women and girls locally and globally. And we've been talking a lot about the gender wage gap. Uh, Soar Optimus had undertaken kind of a deep dive into that issue. And, uh, you know, Lee, I know you've spent a lot of time really thinking about this. Do you... Do you see companies out there really trying to rectify the inequity that we've been seeing when it comes to the inequality between pay of women and men? Well, sadly, but maybe not too surprisingly, I don't know of any specific information that would detail companies working to end the pay gap. I know lots of companies... um, uh, try to eliminate it with wage scales, but then we get into opportunities and glass ceilings that don't really go far enough to end the, the wage gap. The uh, Fortune magazine publishes a top 100 companies to work for list each year, and so does Working Mother. And part of what goes into that is the overall conditions for women, uh, opportunities for advancement, fair pay, etc. But beyond that, I don't know of any companies specifically addressing pay uh, inequity. Oh, that's sadly. It's really, really sad, isn't it? I mean, because it's, you know, we're 51% of the population. We, as I mentioned earlier, many of us, I think it's 40% now, make more than our spouses or we're considered to be head of household. And yet we're not able to put, uh, bring money into the home that can advance our children, that can improve our lives. What I mean, what are the consequences if, if this can't be fixed? Well, unfortunately, the pay gap that affects us all throughout our, our careers and our lifetimes actually becomes most severe during retirement because when you're shortchanged on your salary year after year, it affects what you're able to save for in retirement or the size of your pension or Social Security check. And in the U.S., uh, on average, women go into retirement with $300,000 less than their male counterparts. And as you mentioned, single mothers and their families are impacted really severely when women don't earn enough to lift their families out of poverty. They're working and working and working and still can't get beyond that poverty line. If the wage gap were limited eliminated in the United States, our annual family incomes would increase on average about $4,000, and that alone could cut the poverty rate in about half. Uh, Another recent uh, study that we read found that nearly 40% of poor working women could leave welfare programs if they were to receive pay equity wage increases, just paying people 
what they're, what they're worth and equal in their counterparts. Obviously, when women don't earn equitable pay, not only do they not have more control over their education, their health, their household resources, but they also um, can't work to improve their children's well-being. So, and this, this fact is true not only in the U.S., but around the world. That pay gap affects a country's economic power. It's a drain on a country's productivity. And some labor experts believe that this spells trouble for the global economy. In order for a country to have a robust economy, the workers need to be paid well and equally, especially with so many women in the workforce today. Our buying power increases as our wage increases. And not only is treating women equally, we think, a basic human right, it's also good for national economy. Yeah, it's a scary proposition to think about our our future in this country if we don't fix that wage gap. I mean, just the the opportunities that our children will lack as a result of their mothers being unable to close that gap. It's it's really scary. Um, as we wrap it up today, Lee, what can we do now? What what are some steps that we as citizens can take to try to rectify this? Well, I think as a society, we can value women's education. We can support working families. We need more and we need better data analysis so that we can calculate and compare those pay gaps and more fully explore the implications for us all as an economy and as a society. We need to train women on how to ask for higher salaries and raises. Some of the data says we just don't go in and ask for it like the guys do. Uh, we can also, as a country, learn from examples such as how they've narrowed the pay gap in Belgium and France and Sweden and Italy, and they've really made progress in this area. Um, the U.S. could finally join the rest of the world and pass the U.N. Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, which goes by the short nickname CEDAW, um, standing for that uh, C-E. Um, DW, and that could be used as an instrument to end the unequal treatment of women. And currently the U.S. stands with only five other countries, including, get this, the Sudan, Somalia, and Iran, in not ratifying this important convention for women. So wow. that, that would go a long way. And a long that, way. Yeah, certainly uh, as a country. And then if you want to bring it down to the individual level, I think there are several things that we can do. Um, this, this year, Equal Pay Day was on April 11th, and that's the day that marks when women start earning the same as their counterparts. So we essentially worked for free uh, up until April 11th this year because that's how big the, uh, the, the wage gap is. And uh, on this day each year, and I think even well um, beyond that, we as groups and as civic organizations and certainly as Seroptimists need to promote the awareness and advocacy around issues of equal pay. It's a, it's a great way to show that you know about what unequal pay means for women, families, communities, and our country. Um, Seroptimist offers a, a white paper on equal pay that's available on our website at seroptimist.org. 
And this infor- the information in that paper can form the basis of a letter to the editor, an op-ed piece, or um, even a discussion um, um, in in your community or even with uh, with, with your friends because it's an important issue. And we find when people get together and discuss it, um, there can be quite heated debate um, uh, about whether or not these wage gaps actually exist. But women usually come forth with, "You betcha, it does." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. We're living it every day. Lee, thank you so much, and thank you for the great work that you're doing there at Soar Optimist on behalf of all of us, and especially women. Uh, we appreciate it, and um, hope to have you back at some point. Um, I'm sure you're always tackling white papers. So the next time you have one, please let me know. Oh, sure will. Thanks so much, Marie. I've enjoyed it. And for everyone listening today, again, as Lee said, check out that white paper and more information on Soar Optimist on their website. That's SoarOptimist.org, S-O-R-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T dot org. Thanks again to my producer, George, for another great show. Please join us right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. 